Welcome to Bevington Banter, the show where we can sound like we're arguing even when we all agree. I'm Cade, and together with my dad Randy and usually my sister Cassidy, each week we discuss a selection of news stories, topics surrounding the culture, and matters of freedom and faith. Thank you for listening. Follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, share it, and if you like what you hear, rate it five stars on Apple and Spotify. So, no Cassidy today to keep us in check. <laughs> so, to rein us in when things get crazy. And on top of that, things are pretty crazy. So, this could very quickly devolve into the conspiracy theory special. Yeah, it's been an insane week of... I. There's so many different stories, and I it could easily be a two-hour show. We're going to have to watch the clock and keep ourselves uh, around that one-hour mark because there's just so many different stories on a wide variety of things. And uh, I'm gonna, and they're all crazy. Yeah, they're all crazy. They're n- nothing like you're just your basic report the news. I I, I I'm going to start with this one because it's something I started on last week. What well, last week or I brought up about things that disappear from the news a month ago we were talking about the big pipeline explosion who up the who blew up the pipeline well i saw uh, a story this week that's been not reported on at all but apparently it's it's one of those is it russian disinformation or is it legit they're trying to pass it off as russian russian disinformation and that is that 44 long day day long in office uh british prime minister liz truss uh, that her messages were hacked um, and something that came out supposedly in it. Again, this is just, it's been completely shut down. Apparently, um, Britain's judiciary or court or whatever it is that, that they have over there has ruled that nobody can talk about this. Nobody can report on it. Nobody can leak it. Nobody can. So anyways, the story is, is that one minute after the pipeline was blown up, the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, she texted Blinken. Yeah, Anthony yeah. Blinken, our Secretary of State, just two words. It's done. Awesome. Yeah, but they're trying you like you said, they're trying to determine whether or not that's real. Right. That may or be whether Russian or not that's Russia. Yeah. Yeah. Like real Russian disinformation, not Hunter Biden laptop but, Russian disinformation. But, like I've said from early on, the fact that we still have not said who did it means we know. Means we we, we either we know, can know. Yeah. But we don't but we're not saying so I mean we did it. Yeah. And I wouldn't even say it's only a matter of were we involved or directly did it ourselves, but we we have to know. Right. We know. Yeah, we know. We we know. We have the ability to know. Just like we have the ability to know uh, who planted the bomb at the DNC office on January 6th. That's, yeah. These are stories that we have mentioned from time to time. It's like, where did this story go? It just disappeared. Where'd monkeypox go? Where did the Las Vegas is, shooter? Las Vegas shooter. Where did yeah the, the pipe bombs? Now the story is people are coming out that they're saying that the video they have the person that planted the pipe bombs at the DNC and RNC on January fifth in preparation for the January sixth um, you know demonstration. They have video of this person. The theory is that that video was doctored, that the frame rate was so slowed down or chopped up to be like one frame per second. There's nothing at even the lowest frame rate capable market you can buy off of Amazon is eight times faster than that. And they did it so that you never can see the guy's face. 
Yeah, it's it's not a matter of whether or not we have the evidence. It's just that they're not showing it. And you know what happens when you when you deliberately don't release evidence that you very clearly have. Right. You that's just it makes it worse. It makes the conspiracies right. out of control. Right. You know why I sit here and I speculate wildly? Because, because they don't tell us the truth. And things don't add up. Right. So, of course, I'm going to try to figure out if, if, if what you're telling me doesn't make sense, like really, really doesn't make sense, you're lying to me. And I am going to sit here and come up with all these crazy theories as to why you're lying to me. Well, think about it. We've had this January 6th commission now for how long? A year? More than a year? They want to, they say it's the most important thing, you know, in like this century or something. It's so crazy. They have no interest whatsoever in finding out who placed pipe bombs, for heaven's sakes. They've not asked one question about it. They have zero interest. If that doesn't tell you what's going on i mean then you're just blind you have your head in in the ground i mean how you cannot have this supposed insurrection and bombs being planted and you never ask a single question about it you never make a single amount bit of attempt to get answers from the fbi about who did it and what's going on with it i would say that's the one person that really there is bipartisan support for wanting to punish for that day I mean, everybody else, there's people who should get in a little bit of trouble for damaging property or whatever like that, but not this political prisoner thing. But if right. you could get bipartisan support for one thing, it's a person Planting who bombs. planted bombs. Right. So uh, that Although, makes even less sense. That's he, the person that everyone right. should want to get. Even though that, from my understanding, is pretty much a sham. They weren't re- bombs in the way we would think they'd be sophisticated bombs that could have really been used in any significant I don't manner. think you understand how unso- never mind how unsophisticated a bomb has to be. I don't know. Well, why no, I, I know it could be a bomb. It definitely could blow up. But what Very I'm saying simplistic. is, it, it 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 wouldn't have been able to be planted on the fifth and de- designated on no. the sixth. No. The, the the its design would not have allowed that. So so we'll sit here and continue so to it, it, that's speculate a, and come up with crazy. It, that is one where there actually is so little evidence that it's hard to speculate anything other than the fact that I can pretty definitively say they don't want us to know who it was. Right. Or, or the motivated but, the fact that it wasn't really a legitimate bomb for the purposes of I'm going to plan it on the 5th and designate it on the 6th during the, um, during the riot. It actually was... The speculation that makes the most sense to me is that it was planted and it was discovered at the right time on the 6th so as to desert, divert police and agents away from the Capitol building itself. That's the main theory that I've heard that I, makes the most sense to me. Because it was discovered 10 minutes before basically things went, you know, went sideways at the Capitol. So personnel was diverted to these bombs that had been discovered. Hmm. Perhaps. The, speaking since we're on speculative stories, though, that's why everybody's crazy speculating about Paul Pelosi. I know. That's the, what I was going to say next. That's very, um, yeah, it, it leads right into that because 
everything they've said makes no sense. And the fact that all the initial, like, I understand the initial stories are typically the ones that's wrong. That's why a lot of people's rule is to not report on things at least 24 hours after they've happened. Right, because... Because stuff changes. I understand right. stuff changes, but it changed dramatically. Right. Like a third person just vanished from the story. The right. person who opened the door. Right. And then you have these stories about, you know, there wasn't security because Nancy was in Washington, D.C. And then you find out there is security regardless of whether she's there or not. 24-7. They actually have cameras. But people, no one was looking. Right. People are people in Washington, D.C. are watching surveillance cameras at Pelosi's home in San Francisco all the time. They can see it. I mean, just on and but on But they and walked on. away like Epstein's prison guards. Right. Yeah, it's on and on and on. There, There is one thing. I was thinking about this. I just have a piece of advice for anybody out there. If you are like a crazed, hippie, drug addict, mental, mentally deranged nudist, and you're thinking of kidnapping Nancy Pelosi at 2.30 a.m., for God's sake, protect your... Don't do it. Just picture Nancy Pelosi, 2 a.m., no hairdo. No makeup, no vodka, no teeth. That would be a sight that I don't know you survive. I disagree with the no vodka part. <laughs> that that there isn't a version of Nancy Pelosi that is not have like a flask filled with vodka somewhere on her person. Her nightstand. Yeah. <laughs> So everything else, yes. Can you imagine no that? Vodka, seeing no. her though at two thirty in the morning with oh my oh no. I don't think she sleeps. I think she's a, a Dracula. Yeah, she hangs upside down. <laughs> oh. I mean, Paul Pelosi in his underwear probably looks good compared to that. I the, the story is, all, is just so weird <laughs> as far as now at this point, it's only him and this one, what's the guy's name? David. David DePape. David DePape. DePape. It's just those two. And someone opened the door. There's only two people in there now. There was a third person that opened the door. They vanished. So now the story is the door was opened for the police. And then they went back to fighting over the hammer again. Then the police come in. And I guess Pelosi just turns and looks at the police to greet them. And that's when DePape hits him with a hammer. Well, the police report that I heard read, and this was supposedly reading from the report, the police officer said to basically stop, put the hammer down. This was before. And it was when they were instructed to, to put the hammer down. Apparently Paul Pelosi must've like relaxed or let go or whatever enough that that's when DePape hit him in the head. Did, yeah, I would have, <laughs> But, I don't think I would have let go of the hammer. How did the door get answered with the two of them wrestling Fighting over for the hammer with right. his left hand, open the door with his right how hand. Did That's Paul, how. How did Paul Pelosi get excused by DePape into the bathroom, make a phone call, they go downstairs together. Called him his answer, friend. They, call, they answered the door together. And then they fought for the hammer. Yeah. Even though it also says that basically as the police were walking in, they saw them fighting with the hammer as soon as they walked in. So they opened the door and were, or, the, or was the door open? No, they, it says they opened the door. The door was, they knocked on the door and the door was somebody opened the door. A ghost person. Maybe it was triggered by the Capitol Police in Washington, D.C. What, they have a button to <laughs> yeah, open the yeah, door? Yeah. 
<laughs> so now they're watching. <laughs> well, they did see that there was a commotion, and then they went back, and then they it says, and then they saw where this guy's coming up, and he breaks the glass and all that. But they didn't see it till there was already commotion going on, and they had to rewind, find out what happened. So, that's couldn't the, the Capitol Police sure. have then called? Okay, I understand the Capitol Police are surveilling it all the time, but there's no personnel there. It's just cameras. So they had to call regular beat cops to come to the house of the third person in line of secession for president of the United States? I, I don't know. Think about think about the fact that, to me, that doesn't sound right either, because even then, they got there like in two minutes. Tell me how fast a San Francisco policeman responds normally. Oh yeah, call. except they got the address and the name and that I'm sure it's not I'm sure it's not their normal response time. Yeah, I, I just, it's all it's all really weird. And of course, they will not release any of the video. Like they will not release any of the 14,000 hours of video of the Capitol on January 6th. They just won't do it. And so that makes people speculate. So we throw theories at the wall yeah. and see what sticks and all I know is that whatever's true, it's not exactly what they're telling us. There's some other more real version of what happened. Well, let's change topics. Talk about the election that's coming up and Biden's little speech last night. Does that make you uncomfortable? How they're basically preemptively well, telling you not to question. They're basically saying, don't question what we're about to do. We're about to do some fishy stuff, but you can't ask any questions. Yeah, it's That's not, what he said. It's not just the whole, I, I'm sick of hearing, I, I heard this in a 20-minute speech last night, he used the word democracy 37 times. Um, folks, I'm not worried about losing our democracy because we don't live in a democracy. We live in a republic, a representative form of government. So, and and attitude-wise... It feels like we are shifting back to that original idea. I mean, the, the 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 overall feel of the way people are voicing their opinions now, they want to establish that more localized republic within right. a larger republic. And they're the question to, is, are they going to let you? And I think they're paying more attention to who they send to represent them in Washington. Yes. But so I have several takes on it. One, yeah, it's what I've been saying for a year, year and a half or even since the 2020 elections is that. As crazy as they're being right out in the open, that I, I've been saying this for over well over a year, they're not worried about the next election because they got it taken care of. So that's one part of what I saw in that speech. But it also, though, seemed to fall flat. You know, they were saying it's going to take, you know, he said it's going to take time. Don't expect to know the winners right away. They've been saying that now for the last week or so. And then Biden said it last night. Um, but it just seemed to fall flat with people. People... It generally was framed today as a last-ditch desperate effort. So You want to talk about desperate efforts, them just blatantly lying, too. I mean, the couple days before that, when Biden said what the gas prices were now and that when he took office, it was $5, it was $5 yeah. a gallon? He said what was, are you he talking said about? He said $3.39 now. Which it was actually that daily high average was three three seventy six. So that wasn't accurate. It was five dollars when he took office, which wasn't true. It was like two thirty two on the day that he took office. So yeah, that's it's just, one of the craziest. And people lies. know this. People know this. This this is the thing. It's so weird that they they've been keep pushing this abortion. You know, abortion has been at the top of their list, and it's like 
people are like going to the grocery store every day and they're buying gas every day and, and they're feeling that and they're worried about that and they can't get things and, and they're still pushing something that realistically, even though the number of abortions in this country has been way too high, it's still percentage wise is a very small portion of our country that is really affected by it. On a, on a daily or yearly basis. But everybody goes to the gas station and goes to the grocery store, you know, um, those kind of things, and worries about their job. So I, I so just, they know it's a lie. They know. I mean, who listens? What They person? can't talk about what's going on in the country. That's, that's the big message. They can't talk about what we're all experiencing on a daily basis because it all redounds badly to them. Then I would just say don't talk about it. They don't. Wouldn't, he never used the word inflation in his speech last night. But wouldn't the? I mean, wouldn't the smart thing be to just not talk about it at all? Let, yeah, I, but why? Why? Why say gas was five dollars when I took over? I don't know. Well, with Biden, you wonder: does is he lying? Because he's he's always been a liar, or does he really not know anymore? I I don't know. It. Who? I don't know. But that's like they. That's like the example. From the show that we watch where they always say, I mean, it's akin to saying, I'm not here. <laughs> to standing right in front of someone and saying, I'm not here. That's the same level of lie. It's that It's oh, yeah. that provably false. Yeah, it's easy. It's easy to go back and find out that it's different. And everybody, even if you don't look it up, you know it's not true. But so I don't know if it's they got the, they think they got a lot of elections kind of rigged. Or one, if it was a last-ditch, desperate effort, which was generally how it was framed today. But here's what I saw. Here's what I've seen over the last month in the stock market. It tells you a lot. And it's interesting how easily the market as a whole moves based on general narratives. So a month ago when the pipeline uh, blew up, Nord Stream 2 was blown up and everybody went into panic and the world was like freaking out and we're talking nuclear war and all this kind of stuff. The market just absolutely plummeted. I mean, just, you know, they're talking about digital currency and on and on and on, supply chain problems, um, uh, railroad strike. I mean, there was a day that I believe it was a NASDAQ had every single stock on their exchange lost value except like three or five stocks. Everything was down. Um, I have one, you know, I have a little bit of my little stock thing I do. And I was, I lost money every day, like two weeks in a row. And then the polls started coming out showing that there was going to, you know, it was moving towards the Republicans. The Republicans are going to win. There's a good chance they're even going to take the House. They're going to take the House, maybe even the Senate. There's some governor's races look like they're going to go. All this momentum started looking to go red. And the stock market started coming back because of that. People are reacting. Oh, the Republicans are going to take back and they're going to shut down all this insane economic stuff. So th- so then I went through where I made money like every day for two weeks in a row. Up until last night, when it came out yesterday that he was going to have this speech, you can watch the market. It's cruising along and it just goes woof and just drops. As soon as it came out that he was going to make that speech and what it was going to be about, the market went down. Because they think they're going to steal right, the election. Right, and I lost money. Okay, now today, when it came, when everybody started framing it, that, that just sounded like a last-ditch, desperate effort. Almost all the money I lost yesterday, I made back. I think they're wrong. That's a, the, Why would you come out and give a speech that could literally be played a week later when you start saying that the Republicans stole the election? 
I, I don't know. I, I wondered about that. I wondered, do are they just if if they do know what's coming, they can say, "See, we're standing by our elections. We're we're um we're doing just yeah, what we but told you, you to, know even they'll we you know they'll flip if they if the Republicans take the House and especially if they take the House and the Senate, they're going to accuse the Senate. Yeah, you can't tell me that if Kemp beats Abrams, that Abrams is ever going to shut up about how she's the real governor of Georgia. Well, he, she's going to get smoked. I mean, yeah, he's up ten. Like, he's up like ten right. or eleven points. I'd be more worried about Walker Warnock if yes. Walker wins on a, in a real tight race, or something like that, or if or if uh, um, Oz beats Fetterman in a real close race, or Hochul. And, no, you mean if if in reality Walker would beat Warnock right. in a real close race, right. Warnock will win. Right. Yeah. Right. But I'm talking about again if they didn't intend on. Some funny business. Why give that speech? Yeah, I don't know. Because it's just a speech that's going to get played back to you a week from now. Yeah. But, but, Cade, we play their speeches all the time going clear back to 20, back to um, 2000. Yeah. Ted, it doesn't bother yeah, them a bit. It doesn't. It Ted, doesn't bother them Ted a bit. Ted Cruz read quotes from Hillary Clinton on The yeah, View. It doesn't bother them They were like directly talking about did, what did they you? were saying was not good. It was questioning elections, I think. Did you hear? I heard just a short clip on the, somebody played of the View the other day when um, somebody mentioned about the Steve's or the the uh, congressional baseball shooting, and Joy Behar goes, "What's that?" Of course. How do you not know that that <laughs> they tried to kill like how many how many people were there like a third of Congress? Yeah, yeah, it was a bunch. That's how have you not heard of that? That's amazing. She literally just goes, what's that? And again, remember when we didn't blame Bernie Sanders for yes, that? Yes, We said, this is a crazy person. It's okay to say this is a crazy person. He Now, he happened to work for Bernie Sanders' campaign. But you know, if that, that's one of those examples where if it's the other way well, around, it's it's absolutely the politician's fault that they support. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the whole issue with the elections, look at... Uh, Carrie Lake, they have been labeling her. Blake Masters is another one. Their big attack against them is their election deniers, election deniers. Um, I'm not worried. Carrie Lake is going to smoke um, Katie oh, yeah. Hobbs. So, um, but th- th- I saw this, bra- or I heard this, um, Keith Melanek was sharing this. The media coverage, including her own Fox 10 station that she worked for for years. She has received, Katie, uh, Carrie Lake has received 100% negative news coverage. And she's going to win by 10 points. That's more than Donald Trump. I mean, even he got a little bit. I mean, that's crazy. Well, 100% from what? Local Arizona news or everyone? I don't know. He didn't 100%? He said even from from her local Fox affiliate that she worked for. Well, we know nationally from Fox News she has not. Yeah. On the main Fox, yeah. Here's something I'm going to say, though. For all of you that get, um, if you ever get questioned on this idea of election, you know, security, like the Republicans are trying to shut down voter uh, access and all this kind of stuff, and, you know, because we would like, I mean, ideally you would have one day voting, in-person voting with very rare exceptions for people that can't get to the polls, voter ID, registration. So when you get questioned saying you're trying to suppress the vote, you're trying to, 
you know, control the vote, all this kind of stuff. Here's what I would how I would respond. And I really mean this as a citizen voting or even if I was an elected official. Look, here's my response. I want voter integrity and security because this issue over vote over who won and who didn't won in legitimate and illegitimate elections is tearing this country apart. I, I want to have elections that we don't have to have these questions that are causing so much division in our nation. And if I were a politician, if I really lost, I want to go home and know that I legitimately lost and I don't fester in anger and mental torment for the rest of my life thinking I was cheated out of my office. I want to know that it was legitimate. I really lost. And that is an argument to give to reasonable people. Unfortunately, the other side is going to say that you skewed the results by requiring by requiring ID, and that's oh, that's targeting My, minorities, and that's we heard uh, heard a story recently where they say now that voter ID laws are uh, are very hurtful to trans community. It makes them hard, makes it hard for them to vote. My point so is, so you're yeah. going to get a. You're my, still my point is saying that isn't that you're going to change the left's mind. They're still going to feel the same way. They're going to say the same things. But the people that are out there are listening and say, "Hey, wait a minute! I heard. Well, I'm hearing what he says, and that's reasonable." As yeah. opposed to just as opposed to just going, you know, Trump was screwed. Trump was screwed. Okay, you know there was all this stuff. It's like no, I'm not. I'm not arguing machines, ballots. That I'm saying I want us to figure out a system that we can all go home at the end of the day and know that it was legitimate and save our country this turmoil. And every that's a reasonable answer. Every poll I've ever seen regarding um, voter ID laws is supported by a majority yes. of like even black and yes. Hispanics. Yes. Like they're 85% like, they're of like, blacks yeah. want they're voter like, oh, ID. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's not necessarily that they're, it's not 85 that demand it. It's 85 that say, yeah, that's reasonable. What I'm saying is that, that the way, you know, Carrie Lake is so good at answering questions. What I just told you, that's a, that's a Carrie Lake answer. That's the way you answer that. It doesn't mean they're going to like it, but that's the way you answer it. And, and reasonable people go, oh, that makes sense. Um, so we were talking a little bit ago about how Biden didn't mention inflation at all in yes. his speech. Well, he did today. And I don't know what this is, but it's 13 <laughs> seconds long. And I want to hear it. So the economy is up. Price inflation is down. Real incomes are up. Gas prices are down and need to come down further. Exports are all also up, which means a simple thing. We're making a lot of money in America for, because of that. So, so Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did he say the price of inflation yes. is down? Yes. That's not a thing. I know. That doesn't. Well, the, I'll, I'll tell you the another price thing. of inflation. I, I want to comment on that, but I'll tell you another thing: it's not a thing. They're talking about putting it into a, a place they want to tax excess profit, right? It's called an excise tax. Uh -huh. Now I want to. I got a question for you. I want some accountant out there to find for me on the chart of accounts, or on the financial statement, or on the balance sheet. I want them to find for me the the, the account labeled excess profits. Please find that line for me. It doesn't exist. There's no such thing as excess, excess profits. profits. There's just yeah. profits. Yeah. Excess profits is essentially, I mean, that's just... The, we did good this year. That's that's the bottom line version of price fixing. You you can make... Th right. That's just right. profit fixing. Right. I mean, you're, you're, you price fix it, products yeah, and exist. now you're profit limiting companies. That is... Along this line, this whole idea of... That's how companies go... 
that you're going to make the company go stagnant. He's, That's the opposite of creating he's, jobs. He's claiming that um, the the oil companies have made all these profit when they're complaining about how high the prices are, that they're gouging us. Over the last 12 years, the oil companies have lost. They've operated at a loss if it's like 4.62, 4.64, 4.64%. That's crazy. He was given an example today about like, you know, Oh, if we buy, you know, they want to tell us this, the pharmaceutical companies and aspirin that is going to sell us for a dime. We're going to say, no, we're going to only going to pay you five cents. They're not going to, not, you know, not do it because they'll, then they won't sell all those aspirin. No, Joe, they won't manufacture those aspirin, you dumb. <laughs> okay, because they're not going to sell them at a loss. To calm you down, I'm going to play more Biden. The great irony. About the 220 election is that it's the most attacked election in our history. And yet, and yet, there's no election in our history that we can be more certain of its results. So I love this caption down here on the video I just played because they had to put 2020 in parentheses. (laughs) (laughs) Because he said 220, which ironically, uh, I'm now I'm going to use the word ironically, Joe, you were around for that election. (laughs) What I thought was so funny today, as I said, Ben Shapiro knew who was on the 220 election for Rome. The emperor of Rome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, I'm going to I'm going to uh, disprove his own point about inflation in that first 13 second clip you uh-huh. by his by their own tweet. They tweeted that Social Security recipients are getting this big 10 percent raise. And the reason that they're getting it is because it's tied to inflation. They have to, by law, give that increase because inflation has gone up so yes, much. But it's a cost of living increase. But don't you know that the price of inflation has gone down? <laughs> There's no, again, please find that one for me on your ledger, okay? Um, the, what this one reminds me of. He also said the other day that he cut the debt in half. So the, he said the debt he had cut, has been cut in half. So the debt now is no longer thirty-one trillion dollars. It's only thirty. It's only fifteen point five. Well, if we can make up money out of thin air, then we can also remove our debt out of thin air. Here's a good one I saw. If we can just print all the money we want, why do why do they charge us taxes? That is good. Also, why can't we just print thirty-one trillion dollars and pay off of our all of our debt? Is there that much paper? It's fine. Digital currency is coming, currency, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> you don't need paper. You just need just put widgets, codes, put widgets in the account, a bunch of ones and zeros. Um, but this, the other video that we just watched, where he said it's the most attacked election in our history, and yet there's no election in our history that we can be more certain of its results. And I love how that's coming from the person who we. declared the winner and that's also right in the same line as that emily oster who wrote that op-ed in the atlantic recently this week and said that we should have covid amnesty and forgive each other for the things that we did and said when we were in the dark about covid how about no i was almost it took me about two weeks to get out of the dark of covid I haven't been in the dark about COVID since the third week of March. Yeah. But, of 2020. And and I just, they will, I've seen this in the past too, right around the time when everybody started to admit 
that, you know, maybe this did come out of a lab. Maybe masks don't work as well as they could have. Maybe the vaccine is not, you know, keeping people from getting infected, which that's a completely different topic that we could start talking about sudden deaths uh, from the vaccine. But around that time, I started seeing people say it was a 50 50 guess. We couldn't have known. He's like, one of us was going to be right and one of us was going to be wrong. We couldn't have known. No, we did know. We knew. I've never been 100% right about any topic, you know, on all aspects of a, of a topic before in my life. I've been 100% right about COVID and the vaccines. But now. So if, and I'm, and I'm no, I'm no utant. If I can know it, then they could have known it. The first most logical thing is you just don't shut the world's business down and then just flip a switch and start it back up. It just doesn't work like that. That was the first thing it told you. There's no sane, rational person that, that, that is doing this for, for legitimate concerns because that, that just, it just can't be done. Yeah. So for them to say, um, forgive us for all of that, to just erase accountability no because they no were vicious way. about it yeah. they were vicious about it so i can't wait uh to have republicans in control of the house i understand that the senate is kind of a big deal as far as like confirming judges and things like that but i actually think there's more danger for the democrats in losing the house because that's where oversight comes from and that's the, the you know that's the judicial body or not judicial yeah. but the, the legislative body that is going to subpoena all these right. people back to congress and going to make them testify before congress and i hope they do it I, I hope they do i would tell you i'm not going to get my hopes up because i've never seen it happen before i mean in all my life i've never seen it happen before so i i don't think we just understand how deep and corrupt washington dc is and how hard it is to get anything done it depends almost entirely on the speaker of the house which if republicans take control is that going to be um what's that dude kennedy oh you think you think john kennedy would end up as speaker well who's the house minority he's a louisiana he's a louisiana guy who's all who's the house minority leader mccarthy that's what kevin mccarthy he can't be okay um we need somebody other than kevin mccarthy but as of now that's who would become Speaker of the yeah, House. right, as of now. Until they had Votes. some kind of vote right, on it. Right. But we need somebody else. Right. I agree. I, I for one, think it should be Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan would be great. Um, I, I like Chip Roy Chip from Roy Texas. Chip Roy would be great. Uh, um, is John Kennedy a senator? It's going to be hard to put someone brand new in, even though there's a lot of... I mean, you can't put somebody brand new in. But I like a lot of them, too. Those are the people who, attitude-wise... I think we need the most in Congress. Yeah, they're they're going there. They're going, they're going there, there for, for this yeah, purpose. Yeah, but but of just the few that exist there that are already, I think there's more good senators, and that's which is strange because there's less of them, like uh, Ted Cruz and Mike Lee, Thomas Massey. I mean, these guys are all. Oh, Josh uh, Hawley is he Josh a senator? Hawley is great. Or is he yeah, in the house? He's a senator. Okay bummer that'd be awesome Tom if Cotton. he was speaker of the house yeah i would i think right now just from us discussing this i'm i'm team chip roy chip roy would be a brutal speaker of the house man have you seen <laughs> have you seen uh i'll tell you the other um who's the thomas um, massey uh yeah um he's a senator isn't he no 
Oh. I don't think so. Um, He's been in a ton of those hearings. Who's, with the, okay. Who's the, the um, Johnson, Ron Johnson in Wisconsin? Ron um, Johnson in Wisconsin. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is, he is really um, motivated with all the uh, like corruption and, you know, stuff that goes on in Colum- in Congress. I forgot. I forgot about this whole scheme. Remember, the Republicans are going to make Donald Trump the Speaker of the House. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then they're going to impeach Biden and Kamala and get uh, have you seen Trump uh, put back in office. Have you seen the picture of um, Lindsey Graham? He's got this real sad, dour look on his face, and, it, and the caption is, when you're not invited to the underwear hammer party. <laughs> <laughs> He's a no. worthless piece of... He is. Now, I could come up with a... Mu- the list that we've been talking about where we're kind of scrounging around for the good ones, I got a, a giant list of garbage Republicans. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, they're like... the. They're, I mean, they're obviously the ones that have been there forever, and they're also the ones that are in the the places of power within the Republican Party. Yeah. Mitch McConnell is a traitor. He needs to just move to China yeah. if he wants to be at home. Mitt Romney, garbage. Yeah. Oh, he needs to be beaten with a bag of oranges. Cheney is terrible, and that's why I'm glad she's gone. She's a joke. I love Carrie Lake's letter. That was the best letter. Carrie Lake's letter that Thank she... Thank you for your in-kind contribution. <laughs> My favorite is enjoy your enjoy your forced retirement from politics. What a, well, then now she's showing up in Ohio campaigning for uh, Tim What's-His-Face against J.D. Vance. Mm. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I always picture uh, Todd... I always picture um, Kramer delivering a a uh, pillowcase full of pennies to Todd Gack to pay for the Cuban cigars he picked up for Jerry in the in Cuba. <laughs> he, hits, he hands it to him and it knocks him down. It's like getting beat with a socket full of pennies. Those are the cigars that he tastes like a chicken that- bone. Oh, is that different than the one where he burned down Susan's father's cabin well, I, with no, those it was, cigars? It was a part of those later on when yeah. Kramer burns down Susan's <laughs> father's cabin. With the and then cigar. he goes and makes a deal he, with, with the, the Cuban embassy. Yeah. <laughs> he goes to the Cuban embassy and he wants to get more cigars. And they're like, think he's crazy. But then the Cuban guy. I like sees that jacket. Ja- I like that jacket. <laughs> Next thing you know, they're playing golf together. <laughs> and he's getting With the ambassador from Cuba. From Cuba. <laughs> Kramer's Todd. Kramer's journey throughout Seinfeld <laughs> oh, is fascinating. He's a Calvin Klein underwear model <laughs> at one point. Yeah. Todd, <laughs> he gets, Todd Gack. He gets accused of being a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's where... Uh, yeah, I took one of the... Uh, Kramer's... Uh, they're in Hollywood, and they ask him... Jerry and George go out to find him, and they ask him if he's coming back, and they ask him what he's going to do. I'm just going to keep I'm doing, doing what, what I'm doing. I'm going to do what I've what always, always done, done. What I do. And I clipped that, and I said, that's just, this is where <laughs> Kamala, Kamala Harris yeah. got her yeah, oratory skills from. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and shift back into full-on conspiracy theory mode, because we haven't even talked about the true the vote people. Okay. You mean the ones that are in jail? Yeah, the ones that are in jail. The ones that were... A major part of Dinesh D'Souza's uh, 2,000 Mules. Yeah, I don't remember Woodward and Bernstein going to prison for not revealing their source. So that's the Watergate thing, yeah, right? Yeah. That's a little... I'm surprised I even knew that. 
Uh, that's because that's because Bob Woodward always shows up on a TV show or, or Bernstein too, Carl Bernstein, and, and whenever they need to go, this is worse than Watergate. That's his. <laughs> that's, that's all his, they ever do. It's like his. Uh, it's like his slogan. Yeah, worse like than his, Watergate. His catchphrase. <laughs> um. So anyway, these two. Um. I don't know. One of them is probably the founder. One of them is the, like the guy is primarily their investigator greg phillips i think he's the he does a, guy, yeah he, he does a lot of tech stuff yeah. so like he was the one in 2000 mules who was talking about pinging cell phone right. data and how they were yeah all that kind of stuff and then the more kind of on the like probably the political side the the running the whole operation side is this um katherine engelbrecht and both of them have now been arrested because they apparently broke this story about the um, CEO of Connec, a voting software company based out of California. Well, the guy that owned the CEO is Chinese. Um, yeah. Do you have his name in here? Win Yu. Yeah. Eugene Yu. Well, anyway, they were um, storing the information of California, I think California poll workers on a server in China. That's illegal. It's very illegal. So. They broke this whole story. Um, the guy actually was charged and was indicted by the prosecutor in L.A. County, which is also fascinating. Something completely different than I was expecting. Wouldn't you expect? Um, what's it's Gascon? Who's the who's the he's the he's the um, Los Angeles County District Attorney. Well, he would have had to be the one that decided to bring these charges. Yeah, that's what's really shocking to me. Really when shocking. I saw that. So, um, so he was charged with that, and then the judge in the case, I guess, wanted to know where uh, Phillips and Engelbrecht's uh, source was, who it was, because they wanted to verify whether or not they personally had the hacked information, but they claimed that they received the hacked information from, well, received it from an inside source. Right. So I guess it wasn't really even hacked. I mean, it was stolen. Right. Um, but they refused to give up their source. They were arrested and held in Monday. contempt of court, and I, they had I haven't Monday. seen. I haven't seen that they've been released. No, I haven't either. And the, and he ordered them to be held in there at least a day, or until that they have they have decided to give up their source. Isn't that protected under the First Amendment? Yeah, Journalism. Yeah, I mean, yeah. shouldn't you they? You do not have to give up. You you as a journalist cannot hack your cannot hack material, but you can receive hacked material. Yes, and he. He wants them to prove that they didn't hack the material by giving up their source. That's not how it works. Right. It, just like everything else, it is... It's up to the prosecution. They have to, they have to prove that they did. Right, right. The prosecution right. has to has to prove that they did steal it. Right. It doesn't the work law the other way around. The law enforcement side has to prove that they did. Let me, let me read this a little bit just to make it... So I apologize for reading, but it says, So Connick, which has numerous questionable ties to Chinese entities, was allowed to punch a hole into our election systems, and then Connick was allowed to grant that same level of access to unknown contractors in China. Los Angeles County's uh, uploaded diagram is accurate. They had this whole big diagram how the whole system works of voting and polls and 
the whole layout of how all the you know flow chart um, it demonstrates that connect pole chief software has a direct data integration and data exchange point with the county's overall ems system according to the county's diagram pole chief appears to integrate the with voter registration voter records election night reporting address verification and ballot layout among other data that moves to the same data integration and data exchange points. So the Chinese had access to all that. That's and they, crazy. And I think the thing about the information for the poll workers, I mean, very clearly, that's the information that you need for them, you you know, to identify who the poll workers are and start to find uh, dig up some dirt on them and blackmail them or threaten them. Well, even the fact that they have access to voter re- uh, night reporting, you know, the other thing is that I was thinking about this because we had talked about that. Yeah, you can find out these poll workers, but then you go on. It's not just the poll workers. You see, you have voter registration, voter records, election night reporting, address verification. Um, they had what was known as... Now, if it's stored on a server, is that just the information? Like, they can can they edit that? Yes, I was just what I was just about to say they had what given they've been given what was known as super administrator access, which means you can go in and you can you can change you can work within the data fields in programming. Now this company was unknown to me after the 2020 election, but this is the exact kind of stuff that we were talking about with the whole Dominion thing. I don't know what's ever come of that Dominion thing. I know that they've sued the people who accused them, but do you remember the movie Kill Chain? Yes. That we watched? Okay. I saw somebody that, that remember towards the end of it, there was a, a, a portion about in Alaska where they discovered that people were going in and making all these changes on their voter rolls and stuff, mm-hmm. addresses and everything. I saw a post the other day where they actually were showing this on the screen, walking them through, and you could see all this being done. You could see it being done, all these data fields being changed and stuffed by, by some outside person that had hacked into that was really easy to get into the system, by the way. Probably and they showed it happening. China, probably through Connick. So, yeah. Well in that they sh- in that Kill Chain movie they showed it was Russian, they thought they thought it was coming from Russia. But anyway, the story that we don't you know, we don't know a hundred percent of what's going on with the whole Connex story. Um Now that these two people, especially now that these two people have been thrown in jail, I'm sure that that whatever they were digging into has come to a halt. Um, I don't know what the end result of that's going to be. But Greg Phillips, uh, the the tech guy we were talking about, he uh, had a post on Truth Social um, just before they went to jail uh, that said, when the story of Connick, the FBI, Catherine and I is finally told, I guarantee you will be shocked. In June, I said 10 times bigger than mules. I was wrong a thousand times. As Catherine says, what you know about Connick is a snowflake in a glacier. It's a story of cowardice, espionage, and treason. Then they start talking about their source here. The person we are protecting is self-important. He is inconsequential to the story. He has no risk. He is afraid we are going to jail because he is a coward siding with the FBI. I don't know what that means. That yeah, means I'm not that sure the about FBI, that last that, part that, either. Yeah, because then the FBI would already know who their source right. is. Couldn't the judge just get that information from the FBI? Shouldn't the FBI be able to tell? Well, they don't. The ju- they don't want to know. They want a reason to lock them up. They're not worried about getting to the truth of it because it's this is only a snowflake in a glacier. They don't want to know the truth. They just want to lock them up and shut them up. 
They now are political prisoners, just like the people from January 6th. Let me read, let me read this. The team at electionfraud20.org, a collective of software developers, data scientists, and engineers in study that, who study election systems vulnerabilities, say the Los Angeles County's network diagram shows that you are giving massive backdoor access to all the critical election subsystems that are required to rig the election in a way that no one will ever notice, and you are giving it to Chinese developers. Well, this added on to Biden's speech from the other night makes me feel uneasy. <laughs> yeah. To say the least. Yeah. I don't know how we're going to feel uh, Wednesday morning. Yeah, I don't know. Well, remember, though, you're not going to know the result. It's normal now to not know the results for days. So maybe it won't be Wednesday morning. How did how was it that before we had all this sophisticated you know, abilities through the computers and internet and all that, we we knew the answer to all this stuff the night of the election. Uh, Brazil. Brazil knew the results of their election the night of the election. Yeah, and they weren't happy. Because the computer system told them that the communist won. What I know about that is that, what is there, five or six different, what do you call them, provinces in Brazil? Yeah, re- regions or whatever and, they and just call all them. of them chose by a small margin Bolsonaro, except one. And that one went big time for Lula. And it's by far the most corrupt big drug lord area in the country. Yeah, all the and drug the people, cartels were celebrating the shooting saying, guns in the air. Saying all the people in Brazil are saying this is bogus. And they've been rioting and demanding that the military step in and not let Lula take power. So Yeah, it's it's getting pretty crazy there but you know what i saw another on that same vein i saw a big uh protest in france the other day there's this big crowd and the police come all charging up charge the crowd to make them like disperse and run away the crowd didn't budge and the cops turned around and backed off i mean the crowd just stood there like come on you want a piece of this and the and the cops stopped and and backed up they shoot tear gas at them. They didn't do uh, that. Was as much as I saw the video. What mm-hmm. happened after that? I don't know. Maybe they can get the army to side with them. That's kind of the key. Yeah. Or yeah, the be army to side with Bolsonaro because Bolsonaro. I don't know how the exchange works. Yeah, I don't know. But all those little rumors that were happening here about how Trump was going to do martial Bolsonaro law, Bolsonaro said army he would, was going to. He said he would follow the procedure. He has yet to concede, though. Yeah, he hasn't conceded. I'm not conceding, but we will move forward with the normal transition of power. So, well, yeah, those, pro- those two the- those two things are very difficult to say at the same time. How can you say how can you say one that you uh, aren't going to concede, but that you'll go because with because you can still continue to fight with in the courts or even with the, if the military is convinced to like be on your side. Um, the the thing that worries me about that is. Uh, Brazil and so much now of South America is just bought and sold by the Chinese. I mean, the Chinese has just moved into South America in massive, massive influence. About the only place I can think of that they don't have a great deal of power is El Salvador. That guy is a rock star. Their president, they love him. He's got like, the guy has like 90% approval rating. The president of El Salvador. Mm. Um, El Salvador was a hellhole like Myrtle Capital of the World uh, back in the 80s. 
And yeah, but Brazil was rough. Yeah, but nothing like El Salvador. I, I was actually in El Salvador in like 1979 or 80 when I was in the, in the Air Force National Guard, and we had stopped there, and one of the guys in the crew had made a deal from the time he'd been down there earlier. This guy was building him, carving him a boat, and we flew C-130s. So we went over to this this El Salvadorian guy's garage, and he's getting this boat to load it on the – and bullets hit the garage when we're inside of it, picking up this guy's boat. That was just daily life in El Salvador. So, well, the, I mean, the reason that they don't like Bolsonaro is because he did a lot about, I mean, crime was right. pretty bad there. And when he came, um, like every week or something, a new gun shop was opening somewhere in Brazil. He was doing his best to give them essentially the equivalent of the Second Amendment in Brazil. And crime had gone down dramatically. Yeah. Well, that's what this guy. And is, they like him. Right, right. Done it in El Salvador, too. They He's moved him away. To deal with their monetary problems, he moved them away, and they—they they are now their their currency is Bitcoin. Who's El Salvador? It's pretty. That's pretty good. I'm still not really sold on the whole idea because I. Because, yeah, I'm not really sold on the U.S. dollar right now either. Yeah, I know, but I but the government can't come in and just type into a computer and take all my money away or freeze it, like they did in Canada. Exactly. So what about this story where it was discovered that the big tech social platforms had open portals for the government to just report whatever they wanted pulled down from social media? Which means more, that's more than uh, them just even asking Twitter to remove something or Facebook right. to remove something. That means they had access. Google and like Facebook a, and Twitter, they actually said, oh, let us set you up your own portal where you can just directly yeah, report worked, to us. They worked them like an administrator. Right. Yeah, that's... So they... they that uh, is a clear-cut First Amendment violation. So the Attorney General's in Missouri... I never want to hear again right. them say, oh, it's a private company. It's a private company. They can do what they want. And here's what I'm going to say about that. And this is going to be a big the heart of my sermon on Sunday being Veterans Day and stuff. Why is First Amendment speech so important? Here's why, and it's why you should never, ever give it up, no matter what, even if it costs you your life. Your first, your words are you. Your words can pour out and communicate your thoughts your desires, your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations, your passions, your loves. Your, it, it, your words are you to the world. And if, to deny the First Amendment freedom of speech is to erase you as a human being because you no longer can express yourself. That's why it is willing, that is why people have been willing to die for it, and it's why we should still be willing to die for it. You may take my life, but you will not get me to willingly allow you to erase me by shutting me up. And now people are going to want us to do a bonus episode of your sermon. Well, we can on do the it. podcast. But um, Missouri and Louisiana attorney generals have gotten a court permission to depose Biden officials and Fauci and, you know, like I think probably Zuckerberg. And the, they've, they've gotten permission that they can depose these people. That's 
awesome. I'm sure it's being fought now again in court, but as of right now, they've got court's permission to depose all these people on this topic. Yeah, I would think that constantly they would just be getting stays or injunctions put in place to keep them from having to be from having to show up. Yeah, I'm sure they're, they're going to do everything they can to keep it from happening. Hey, um, did you see this report? I, I have a newfound respect for Greenpeace. Not that I have a great deal of respect, but I respect them more than I did. That Greenpeace reports that this whole recycling of plastics, and all this stuff is just nonsense. It, there, it's, there's no validity to the point of recycling plastics and all this stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, I've heard that. I've, I'm anti, uh, I'm anti recycling. Have been for a long time. Oh, me too. That, and that's what I, I made a note here myself. I, I, heart, I've always, I heart landfills. This just, this just confirms what I've always believed about. I've always known this was nonsense. Yeah. It, it, um, it, one of the things I heard a long time ago is that if you were just to real briefly, real quick, when you rinse out your gallon milk jug, you know, rinse it out so it doesn't get stinky, whatever, when you recycle it, you waste more energy turning the faucet on to run a little bit of water in there to rinse it out than you do by recycling that yeah. milk jug. If they really cared about this stuff, they would be using glass. Um, this is a story. I know where we can get a ton. <laughs> Nuke the Middle East. <laughs> right, I know. Just turn the place to glass. Heat plus sand, right? John Terry in City Journal says uh, plastics and recycling is unsustainable. I, I use the word unsustainable. Greenpeace report offers a wealth of statistics and an admirably succinct diagnosis. Mechanical and chemical recycling of plastics waste has largely failed and will always fail because plastics waste is one, extremely difficult to collect, two, virtually impossible to sort for recycling, three, environmentally harmful to, pro to reprocess, four, often made of and con uh, contaminated by toxic materials, and five, not economical to recycle. And, uh, and I put, the, the, this is, these, move, these types of movements have always been wrong, and they're always going to be wrong, and it's the same kind of thing that's going on with climate change. It's wrong, it's always been wrong, and it always will be wrong. I've always known that, and I stand by it, and now we've proven it out with plastics, and it's no different with the whole climate change nonsense. You got anything fun or... Just more. Um, I thought it was interesting that uh, that where, where did I have this? Uh, Swedish traffic cameras are showing up in Russian drones. What is that? That is Sweden no longer being neutral. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I don't <laughs> think they're like. Are, they, are like For the first time sneaking ever into the in the middle of the night and stealing traffic cameras and taking them back and putting them in their drones? Hey, you can have all the American traffic cameras you want because yeah, I don't, I'm not that'd be awesome. <laughs> Get rid of them. Oh. Well, we probably shouldn't give them to Russia. Well. Uh, how about this for a fun topic? We now America now has troops on the ground in Ukraine. Yeah. It's an advisory role. Don't worry. It won't be anything like Vietnam advisory role, though. Uh, My favorite part is that it's like it's like the 101st Airborne. They're there in an advisory role. The 101st Airborne is meant to operate behind enemy lines in the most 
you know, terrible conditions you can imagine. And they're the ones who are going to go check and make sure that the weapon systems that we've been sending them are being used properly. I don't think that's their job. That's their normal job. Advisors first went into Korea in 1946. That's we know how that went. Advisors first went into Vietnam, U.S. advisors in 1955. They all start off with advisors. Well, that means we got a few. We got a few years then. <laughs> Think about it. We had advisors in Korea the year after the World War II ended. Korea is getting pretty heated up right now too. Did you hear about that? No. We are upping our. Um, we basically said that we will end the Kim regime, the Kim dynasty, if they um, attack South Korea. Because they've been launching a bunch of rockets or something, I guess. I'm not sure what it is. But then also, um, uh, your favorite person, um, Lloyd Austin, said that, um, well, this is... this is Speaking a, of somebody that needs to be beat with a bag of oranges. Yeah. He, he was talking about the whole situation and how we're upping the amount of exercises that we're doing. Here's a, here's a quick clip of that. On the peninsula, we're returning to large-scale exercises to strengthen our combined readiness and our ability to fight tonight if necessary. We're committed to building on, on, on these efforts to strengthen integrated deterrence and to ensure that this alliance continues to bolster security and stability on the Korean Peninsula and throughout the Indo-Pacific. So, yeah, things are apparently getting pretty crazy, like... Um, North Korea threatening South Korea nuclear-wise, and that's when the United States came out and said, we will end the Kim dynasty, if that happens. We should. Yeah, should have done it a long I, time I, ago. I will say this, though. I am so proud of Lloyd. Gosh, no face mask, no shield. Is he wearing gloves? Well, he took it off right when he got up to the podium. <laughs> Did you see this story, this Irish teen, Dean Carey? 17 years old, he gets three and a half years in prison for killing a home invader that, that attacked yeah. him in his bed yeah. at night while he's asleep. Came into his room. So the only way he doesn't go to jail is let the guy kill him. Yeah, die. Well, you got two options. You can die or you can go to jail. jail. <laughs> well, I, I picked jail, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, he still picked the one that I would have picked. It's insane. Yeah. It is. That it's no. I mean, would Canada be any different? You can't buy, sell, trade, whatever, a gun at all, and you're not allowed handguns. Defend your handgun, and you're not allowed self defense anymore in Canada. There's that one lady though that just is it is it where she just become the PM? Is it Prime Minister? Is it Alberta? Oh, Alberta. They're yeah. they're they're described as the and I, this doesn't mean much anymore to me. They're described as the Texas of Canada. Nah, that doesn't mean that much. Yeah, Texas. Texas has got Beto. Texas, so give me you, a yeah, break. you guys are. <laughs> Texas doesn't have Beto. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, he was, no, elect, he was elected the fact one that he even time. Lives there. He was elected one time ever to some local El Paso thing or it something. It just doesn't sound right, though, to say they're the Florida of Canada. Well, it also doesn't sound right to call uh, Irish guy Beto. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no, she's she's like, we will not mandate this, you know, this stuff, and we're not telling people, and we're restoring people's jobs back to them, and yeah, she's doing like a full rollback to sanity. That would be nice. 
Maybe we'll get a full rollback to sanity after next week. Maybe. So, I will say, I mean, something just fun is like, it was it was a blast to see uh, you guys cooking hot dogs and roasted marshmallows over a fire outside tonight. The girls loved that. That was cool. But the best part was, Callie came inside, carried a white trash bag, and I asked her what was in it, and she said, now we've got a, like about what? A trillion leaves in our yard. And the whole the yard yeah. is leaves. Yeah. It's six acres and of so, leaves. So she comes inside carrying a white trash bag. I asked her what was in it. She said, leaves. She said, I'm going to throw them in the dumpster. I said, okay. And I said, do you need me to open the lid? Yeah. So I went out. I opened the lid. She put them in. So later I'm outside with them and I asked her, I'm like, Callie, what about all these other leaves? Are you going to pick those up? And she just looked at me like... No, are you insane? I can't pick all those up. She said, "Like it would take all of us." It was so, it was so funny. Like you know, it's like. So we told her she could just pick up the leaves under one tree. <laughs> yeah. We picked out one tree. Which would only just, been like five hundred billion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is which is less than it would have been because that's mom's tree that we, we blew, blew up, up half, half of it. 